I pledge myself to the pod. Loyal I'll always be. A P to start, a D at the end, and an O sitting in between. Welcome back to In Omnia Paratus. I'm Jay, like the letter. And I'm Angela, also known as AVO. Two points. And at this point, this will be a throwback because we didn't get to the original reason I asked you. I don't know on what episode it was, but I asked you what my name was in your phone. And we go through it and the emojis. But the whole reason I asked is I wanted to get to what your name is in my phone. (laughs) But we pivoted. We did. You may now share because I know you're very proud of this. I'm not proud of this. You decided this. I said it in jest and you were like, okay, let's name everything that. No, you said, so this was, I believe, December of 2019. Someone wasn't really feeling in the Christmas spirit and was a little scroogey. I was. So she instructed me to call her Grouchy McBitters. So that's what I changed her name to in my phone. And then I got used to looking her up under G. So I refuse to change it back. So I will now be forever grouchy. And it has since migrated into the Disney Plus account. And Has it? Yeah, I think I'm I'm grouchy McBitter there as well. I didn't do that though. You guys all made your own profiles. Oh wait, really? Yeah. Oh. Everyone stay tuned as I delve into the recesses of my mind in December 2019 to figure out if I made the account or if Jay did. I definitely didn't because I let... Everyone else named their own. Hmm. Maybe I just wanted something like yours with cooler Persephone. Although that, again, was an autocorrect on your own typos. Oh, also, you know how yesterday you texted to our group chat, yo busy? Yes. I believe because your phone autocorrects so frequently, that one wasn't the misinterpretation's fault of the person who responded to it. I think that's because your (laughs) typing is so off that they assumed you were asking, are you busy? (laughs) Got it. Okay. So I should find a way to be a little bit more clear there. I had a feeling that's what you meant to type, but also once the other person responded, I definitely could see for how non-interprety they are of texts and things. Mm -hmm. They genuinely thought you were asking. Uh, I don't think it was trying to be like an asshole about it. I think with your misinterpretation and spelling of things, (laughs) it was just taken as you forgot a letter. Yeah. I... Fuck. Okay, so I was showering, and so the text kept, like, interrupting the audio that was playing. So I was like, oh, per- my perfect opportunity to test this out. And then what I got audio that was response. playing? Audio playing? Like, Boomer, what were you listening to? I was listening to Netflix. Okay. I'd- There's no shame in that. Just saying, like, the audio I was listening to is like, what are you listening to? Like, murder trials? Porn? Like, Well, no, but you get so no weird about my using my phone while I'm in the shower. So I just kept it generic since when i always bring my phone near the shower oh but anytime i ever text you from the shower you're like stop texting in the shower because you don't need to use your hands to watch netflix or to listen to spotify or a podcast you need your hands to text okay all right well that's fair yes so i was listening to netflix so it kept um like i could see it flashing and that annoys me so i was like oh this is the perfect opportunity to test out this new this newfound out superpower that i've discovered for the group messages that uh for those of you that don't know annoy me incessantly and then i got that response and i was like you facetious jackass to this person who i love very much yeah i i think they genuinely thought you forgot the you okay all right to person who was incessantly texting um i apologize for thinking you were you were a facetious jackass also by the time you texted that we had stopped talking oh seriously yeah so they were the reason you were getting so much is because you weren't checking them so every time you don't check a text for the rest of you boomers you don't know your phone notifies you I believe one, if not more times until you check it. Yes. So if there were five texts you didn't read, you would get 10 dings total. So annoying. Notifications in general just 
really bother me. So I try to have as many of them on do not disturb as possible. I just have my notifications off. See, I think I should do that again. When this was also functioning as a work phone, I had to turn them back on. Uh, but now that I have that separation, hopefully, hopefully that will help. I mean, mine was just a proven theory that I check my phone enough that I wouldn't miss anything. And if I did, I would turn them back on and I don't miss things. Fair enough. In the podcast that we get our name coffee addiction banter i feel like i've seen gilmore girls hundreds of times there was a time where you could pull any one second clip and i could tell you the name of the episode the season and what happened with every season this was before a year in a life Mm -hmm. year in the life so i feel very versed in a lot of things but there's this new conspiracy slash interpretation i've been hearing and i can't get out of my mind i sent this to you and our other gilmore friend and neither of you responded so i'm bringing it to my podcast. Okay, fair. I have not looked at any of the TikToks in three weeks. And you send them to me, so I think you're a big hypocrite. I am. Okay, so here's the theory. And there are multiple parts to it, but I'm sure as I say, we can just go off of what it is. That Logan is actually Lorelai and Rory is Chris. Oh, okay. So in in the whole scheme of Lorelai and Christopher, oh, wait. I can see this because there's Laurel. Well, mm. this is a podcast, sweetie. Think out loud. What event sparked the change within Logan? Would that be his accident? Which change? So Lorelai and Christopher started out kind of like on the same plane where they were both hell-raising children. And then Lorelai got pregnant. And as soon as like she had to be a mom, that kind of like changed her whole behavior and she sort of grew away from Christopher and into this constant person. And then Christopher went out and had to do years and years of soul searching and go through all of this trial and error and good times and bad times, tattooed times. I would say losing his father's money. Okay. Because that's when he broke off, got the job with the avocado tree in San Francisco. Palo Alto, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Logan would have made a bunch of money in the real world. For those of you who are not Gilmore fanatics, which I know most of you are not, at the end of it, Logan Huntsberger, also named him as Matt Krunsky, Krasinski, something, Zucri, also on the show Mad Men or more recently The Resident on Fox. Wait, he was in Mad Men too? Oh no, shoot, The Good Wife, the lawyer one. Okay, yeah. Rory was on Mad Men, right? Yeah. Got it. Sorry. The good way. He ends the show taking a job in Palo Alto, working on marketing digital gaming accessories. So think of the equipment on Fortnite or the outfits or any of that kind of thing. And this was in 2007. He'd be like a Zuckerberg right now. Mm -hmm. But I would say that would be his catalyst. Okay. But they gave some particular examples. So when Rory wanted to drop out the conversation she had with Lorelai versus the conversation she had with Logan after Jess left about Lorelai saying, well, stay at Yale. You have all of your doors open to you, like pick something. And then she's like, no, Rory, I didn't have the opportunity. And then on the other side with Rory and Logan, it was like, Rory's telling Logan, you have so many options. He's like, I didn't have, I have one option, one door and I'm being pushed through it. And Rory's the one in both situations who is having this freedom due to her privilege and fragility. Very interesting. And they also did another clip I saw was when Lorelai and Logan both go see Rory for the first time as she's living with Paris. It's a very similar interaction. Do you need me to give you a few of the lines? No, I think I get it. It's so in... In this scenario or from this perspective, Rory has all of this freedom and autonomy, but she's choosing to she's choosing to frame herself as an underdog and take the harder path. Like that's kind of how I see Christopher's life. It's like he had multiple opportunities open to him and rather than just taking one to see what would happen to set himself up to try other things, he was always throwing things away and saying like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that without your help, but never really having any kind of follow through on it. And I can, I can definitely see that within Rory. Like she tried out a lot of different things, but the second things got difficult, she would just kind of cut and run. Not kind of, like literally like she did with the Naomi Shropshire book. She was just like, yeah, you're difficult. Bye. Keep your whale and mouse. Yeah, I think it was a very interesting comparison when I heard it. I'm like, oh, I can see this. 
I understand. And then especially when you go to a year in the life, how she's still sleeping with Logan, who's in the committed relationship. Mm-hmm. How that's very Chris coming in and out when she needs the support. Mm-hmm. Oof, Rory Gilmore did not age well. I know. Lorelai didn't either. That's true. Everyone's becoming Team Emily. I know. I really do relate to all of those memes. The older I get, the more I agree with Emily. Especially knowing she had to deal with Grams. Right? And then at the very end- Or tricks. Tricks. Mm-hmm. No. And then at the very end, when she just like tosses it all away, it's like, I feel like we will then even more relate to Emily as we get older. Oof, if only I can control a Bloomingdale's like that. <laughs> but speaking of Rory Gilmore and the life that she lived and the experience that gives us the lovely name of this podcast, do you, do you know where I'm going? Not at all. Neither do I. I was really hoping you'd pick it up. <laughs> No, I was I, I, I know where up. I know where we need to get, but it's just it's not <laughs> happening today because ladies and gentlemen, I have come from late brunch today. There was some day drinking involved. That's what we're talking about, but my mind little fuzzy. So, there we are. We're here. You we made it. Day with everyone drinking. but me? You day drink with everyone but me? You travel with anyone but me? One could say I'm the problem, but since I won't be saying that, <laughs> okay. Honestly, in all fairness, I I've I'm practicing for a certain event that's coming up. I kind of regret it. I have a stomach ache right now, but yeah. Yes, I have a very unpopular opinion amongst most of my friends who I have pulled. I strongly prefer day drinking to drinking at night. I will say my premise is I've had good experiences with both and I've had bad experiences with both. And my thing is if I had my ideal day, it would be day drinking over night drinking. I agree. I agree. That's that's the end of that statement. We're done here. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I agree. I think that day drinks are a little bit more fun, a little more versatile in terms of the mix-ins and things that you get. And also from a personal perspective, about an hour after I drink, I get insanely hungry. So I like that there are more food options available to me during the day and then the evening that day drinking leads into. The other thing is people always complain. And granted, I said, this is my best day. On my best day, I want a day drink tonight drink. On my worst day, day drinking is the worst because I've come out of being very drunk. So drunk, my face ended up in the dirt, but we'll get to that story a little (laughs) later. It's not a fun feeling. But the thing is, when you day drink correctly, you get to dinner and you're still drinking and then you go to sleep and you only feel the remnants of the morning drinks and you can fall asleep very nice and easy. For me, one of the problems I have with drinking at night is the short time span Mm -hmm. because – and I just don't love the vibe. I'll go through my top three reasons. One, I already typically have stopped eating for the day, but because we don't go out, at least in college, I don't really go out anymore. But just in general, you don't go out to like 9 or 10, meaning you need something in your stomach and the dinner I had at 6 or 7 will not cover it. So I have to eat something. Then if I'm drunk, I want fast food. Mm -hmm. And then I'm drunk the next morning, so something needs to absorb in my stomach. Like Angela mentioned, if you drink during the day, you're already incorporating food throughout your day because you're eating. Mm -hmm. That's my first pro. My second pro is brunch. What goes great with brunch? Mimosas, bellinis, bottomless beverages of any sort. Uh, See, okay, I have a differing opinion there. So as a mainly sober spectator to brunch for the past few years, most restaurants serve crappy alcohol in that bottomless stuff. How does it taste good? How do you drink like eight, eight mimosas? Um, I don't drink eight mimosas, and two, it, the acidity cuts from the very rich breakfast I'm typically eating. Interesting. Well, yeah, that's why you drink orange juice when you eat bacon or when you eat meat. I don't know the exact – this is a very quick thing I was told years ago, but we have a friend who's an epidemiologist – and she said whenever you eat bacon or like turkey bacon or like cured meat, not cured, um, nitrated meat, whether it's added nitrates or just the natural nitrates, eating or drinking vitamin C helps to break that up afterward. Oh, 
Okay. See, but even that, I've seen like some really like cheap mix-ins used and generally because I'm ordering some sort of juice, I then get that and it doesn't taste that great. That's why you mask it with the champagne. But the champagne also doesn't taste really great. So you just have like two gross things that are mixed in together and you're told, hey, this is worth $25. It means worth $25 when you have five of them. See, I feel like once you do an in-depth analysis of the bottomless brunch, like you can't ever buy into bottomless again. But that's just me. Yeah, that's definitely a you thing. Mm-hmm. All right, continue. Um, The difference in day and night beverages. I like lighter beverages in terms of color, in terms of flavor. I will never get a Manhattan. Someone mm-hmm. ordered me a Manhattan once. I don't know why. It was a family member at an event and I took it like a shot and they're like, you know you're supposed to I'm like, I know, but I hate Manhattan. Uh. So I down in like T-Zips. Gross. I tried an I tried a Negroni at my friend's wedding in Italy. I wanted to vomit. I think I had a sip of someone else's, thankfully, so I didn't have to finish it. But holy shit, was that crap that terrible? Oof. See, and I'm not an alcohol connoisseur. I don't want to take like a flight of alcohol or of like bourbon or whiskey or whatever other brown liquor there is. So I'm still getting the same drinks I would want during the day at night and they're not as fun at night because it's a dark bar or club and the drink is pretty and fresh and vibrant, Mm -hmm. typically citrusy for me or minty. I know. I actually had a really fun one today. It had cucumber in it. Could not taste the alcohol at all. Would definitely drink it again. And I mean, honestly, whatever you want to drink, whenever you want to drink it, totally fine. But it just seems like there are some drinks that really are geared more towards nighttime. Like a martini. I've never had one of those. I've, I've never heard of a breakfast martini. And like the same thing, like you said about the Manhattan, I accidentally ordered one at brunch one time because it sounded really fun. It was called a Cherry Max. That made me immediately think of Keg Max. It was like, awesome. I'm ordering this. It was a Manhattan. Did you not read what was in it? No. That sounds like a you problem. Okay, but when you say, when you gear it as like something cherry based or cherry centric or cherry specific, I don't think of a Manhattan. I think of the cherry as the least important part of the Manhattan because it's usually dunked in and you can't find it in all of the brown swirly stuff. Ew. That, that's what Manhattans are to me. Yeah. No. Um. And then, yeah, just... I pace myself more during the day. I feel like it's a marathon versus a sprint and I do better with the marathon. Also, I consider myself a state-dependent drunk. I don't know if this is an actual (laughs) psychological term. I know this applies to certain psychological principles like hypothetically, if you listen to jazz while studying for a test and you listen to jazz while playing the test, there's a higher chance that you would remember more because you're in the same state. Someday, Andrew, we'll we'll start coming back with our fact checks. But until then, (laughs) here's another one for you. Yeah, yeah. I don't. So I, I don't consider know myself that one off the top of my head. I I will fact check that when when I get to it. But I actually used to do that in college. I'd pick like three songs, like one for each class, and I'd literally just loop it on repeat as I studied for finals or midterms. <sighs> Drake. Yes, Drake. Love Drake. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, so I'm a state-dependent drunk. So typically at night I am tired. So if I go to out tired, the alcohol will just make me more tired. Whether it's wine, whether it's a cocktail, whatever it is, I will be more tired. Versus in the day, I'm up, I'm peppy, I'm perky, I've had coffee. After 2020, I've probably worked out already. Like I'm ready for (laughs) my day. I'm ready to conquer my day and have a day ahead of me. So I pace myself knowing we're going to get some more food. There's going to be other things. I feel like at night there's a scarcity thing. Like you're only going to be out for a certain amount of hours and then the bar is going to close and then you're going to have to go home. So you drink as much as you can in that time so that you still won't be too much so you can leave. But during the day, you can pace yourself out well. Mm -hmm. I feel like particularly too, what we've encountered is that a lot of the times we go out or the people we go out with, they would like to go to multiple bars during the day. So it doesn't make sense to have like, four drinks at one bar and then go to another one. Yes. It's a lot easier to pace that way. You also can hit the happy hours because you don't really hear if people going, I mean, I don't know, at least going from like happy hour to dinner to bars. I don't know. That might just be me. Isn't that You're what we do? No, we go to brunch to bar to happy hour to dinner to bar. Oof. Why do we do that again? When was the last time we did that? Well, it would definitely be early 2020, if not 2019. The last time that happened, I believe, is when we had the bad squid with Olivia. Oh. So it's been a... She was in college then too, I believe. So 2017. No, that's when I graduated, sweetie. So 2018. Probably. Okay. 
It's been a while. I mean, but granted, yeah, if, I if really shouldn't do complain it. about most of this because I'm generally not drinking during any of it. Correct. I did actually find a new way of expressing that I'm not drinking that has been working pretty well. You're pregnant? Uh, no. I'll see that. That would be a good. That would be a really good one. But I feel like there's also some sort of like karmic energy attached to that that I don't. I don't want to mess with. Okay. Yeah, so I've started telling people that I'm the designated donor. And so generally people get a little confused. Like my sister's keeper? Uh, Kind of, yeah. So I tell them, yeah, I'm the designated donor. They look at me a little confused. I'm like, oh, yeah, if anyone needs like a piece of liver, I've got them. And then they laugh and they're like, oh, haha, you're so funny. And then no one questions it. So you're like Francia Reza. Well, are you okay with being Selena Gomez? Her whole thing was that Jesus three years before had told her to stop drinking and things and get healthy. And at the time when they were on good terms, she believed it was because Selena Gomez like, well, not she believes Selena <laughs> Gomez was going to need something <laughs> in the future. But when it came time and she matched, she felt like God... Jesus was preparing her for this. Got it. Okay. I don't have to be Selena. Someone else can need your liver. Thank you. I'm sure there are multiple friends you have who would be in line before me to need. Okay. Well, I certainly hope so. I hope none of you ever need a piece of my liver. But just within the grand scheme of trying to find a way to express to people that are out with me, out in the world, etc., who then feel the need to comment on the proximity of an alcoholic beverage to my person... This has been the best way that I've found to express to them that I am not drinking. Got it. But now that I know you've been drinking with multiple people who are not me, you do owe me. And so I will be taking advantage of that. Yes, I do. Other people can't do that, but I get to. Yes, I agree. I do owe you. I, okay. So everyone, as we, I can't remember whether or not we've discussed this on the podcast or not, but I have IBS stands for irritable this was literally our first episode literally the first episode quick and then the seventh episode quick recap for anyone who did not listen to the first or seventh episode i have ibs it stands for irritable bowel syndrome sometimes there are things that make my stomach really upset so i avoid them because i'm not a big fan of being doubled over in pain one of those is alcohol however it's a little difficult to go out sometimes with new people or just be around people in general in bars without finding a good way to express that so this is the one that i found that has been working recently another thing that i've been working on in relation to this is trying to find an alcohol that doesn't upset my stomach too much so i've been experimenting the past month or so to see what's going on i think i oh i think i found two i think i overdid it today because i have a little bit of a stomach ache but yeah jay I owe you. We can do this. Maybe give me like two-ish weeks to recover. We'll see how well I do this week and then go from there. Oh, yeah, no. I save these things like coupons. Oh, okay. Awesome. Save it up. Rainy day it. Well, one of the greatest day drinking experiences that I have never gotten to is a day club. So, Angela, I would like you to take our listeners now through it from Dager Frat to day club Vegas. Similarities, differences, pro, cons, the evolution of one to the next. Ted talk it. Ooh, okay. So in college, we were lucky enough to attend a school where fraternities had ample access to pools. So dagers were a really big Saturday event for us. House pools, not public ones. Yes. Overall, pretty great. Probably some of the best parties that we've ever been to because the weather's great. The drinks are really fun. There are cute boys running around everywhere. 10 for 10 would recommend. If you're in college, go to pool parties. They're amazing. And 21. And 21. Yes. Well, you can still go to the pool party, but you know. Make sure you get the correct wristband or Sharpie mark. Exactly. I remember I was really salty at one time. You were getting your hand marked if you were 21 versus if you weren't. And I was like, why am I being punished that I can drink? Aren't you supposed to mark all the people who can't drink? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird one. Overall, I think they're great. I would say don't get in the water. Water's pretty iffy. I rem- Oh, I don't think I was actually at this one. Being water near intoxication is not good, period. Mm-hmm. Not just pool parties. Right. I think that's probably the similarity that day clubs and frat pool parties Mm. have in common maybe don't get in the water at either one it's just generally pretty gross Mm -hmm. what i recommend as an alternative 
is going somewhere with an ice luge. I saw one of these on TVs and it was one of the best things ever when I got to try one in person because I didn't think I yeah surprise surprise I was in a sorority for four years very Greek as much as I could be within my still relatively basic modest but like, I think as my like, very good West Coast group. on the more timid, conservative, not politically but socially side of things. I never even went to a toga party. Wait, seriously? Which is still no. You never took me. Well, I mean, frankly, I don't know if I went to one while I was Greek. Anyway, I never went to a toga party, so an ice luge was the second best thing I could have experienced during my college days. For those of you who don't know what an ice luge is, basically a big block of ice where they carve two lanes down and they pour alcohol down it and you drink it at the end and by the time it gets to your mouth it's miraculously cold 10 out of 10 recommend very wonderful i would say that's the oh have i ever been to a day club with an ice luge i don't think so i don't know you've been to the mall I think day clubs have better music, better sound system. The drinks aren't as good. Fraternities get way more creative. Creativity is not necessarily a plus. Also, again, day versus night. During the day, it's typically warmer, so you got a lot of more drinks that are frozen with ice, like a Fat Tuesday or a Froze or things that are cold. Mm -hmm. And you want colder drinks when it's warm out. Like, I don't want a cold Moscow Mule when it's freezing and it's freaking foggy outside. Very true. I don't know. I think the one I've never done the like nightclubs with pools that I've always been really interested in but frankly I get anxiety enough thinking about what it is that I'm supposed to wear on the walk from the hotel to the day club isn't the day club in the hotel well not all Vegas hotels have one seriously yeah, or you might not want to go to the one in your hotel. Hmm. Yeah, because then when you think about it, once you're there, you have to like either take off your clothes, I don't know, drop your sarong or whatever, and you have to remember where you leave it, where you're, are you in a group? Is there someone watching the stuff? It's just, it's, it's a lot to think about. That's the one nice thing about fraternity parties that generally like we had to drive or Uber to them. So it's like you could just leave your stuff in the Didi's car or you just left your stuff at home and just ubered straight back and one of my unfortunate incidents we're not going to go full detail in because i am still unemployed by the grace of god this one particular pool party i always have my phone on me so i have enough dirt if anyone in my life were to run for office to like make sure i could be a secretary or someone high in the cabinet we'll just phrase it that way at this point though so is the internet because of clouds the cloud very true I'll go with clap. But at this one particular time, there have only been a few times in my life where I've been less than redeemable. No one had their phone at this one except me because it was a pool party. So everyone else had had their phone in the car. Like I said, by the grace of God. Ugh, seriously. If I have one regret in my life, it's that I didn't have my phone on that day. And I know that makes me sound mean, everyone, but if you knew the amount of pictures that Jay has of me, the incriminating evidence. Yep. I have a great series we can do one day. Oh, God. Once we're both employed by the podcast, I have a great series we can do one day. Maybe once we're, maybe once, depending upon which one of us this is happening for, most likely me, maybe uh, let me be married too. Like, I don't think there's anything that's that bad that would have someone question their choice in me, but just in case. I think it would make you look more fun. Really? Yes. We are going to have a whole podcast coming on, but Angela, I think it would make you seem a little more relatable. Oi. Quick asterisk. I was going to save this for a relatable episode, Mm -hmm. but I want to say it now because it's just really funny. So I had, we'll get, this is a very circular story, but um, I've been being told I need to be more relatable in life and we're going to go on a whole reason of why that's kind of problematic. Frankly, probably next week because I'm talking about a lot here, but one of the things was we were going through photos from EDs on dating apps and one of our friends was like, do you have a photo with like your cat on your head? Like <laughs> something funny that shows off your personality. And I'm like, who do you think I am? No. When I take pictures, I brought double outfits to LA because I knew that would be my photo catalog for the curated year. Ideally, I would like some more, but in case I didn't, I have like 10 outfits locked down. I think I might have a few more. I don't know. I didn't actually count. Point being, additionally to that, I have style. I need to be prouder to say it, but I have style. When what I feel like I have a very strong sense of the way I like to dress. And unfortunately, because of that, I've been told it can seem a little high maintenance, unattainable, unrelatable, aloof. You name it, I've been described as it. So when I was dog sitting for my cousin the other day, I had never picked up dog poop before. He has a 90 something pound like golden doodle or not golden. Maybe golden dude. I don't know. Huge dog. 
So I told him, like, I had never picked up dog poop before. So he's like, okay, well, like, do it before we go. And, like, he showed me where to toss and everything. And he, as I was doing, he's like, do you want me to take a picture of you for your Instagram? And I said, <laughs> no. And I was like, oh, wait. Actually, I was told I need to see more relatable. So, like, maybe we should. And then my other friend was like, you should hold him. Like, see, I'm just like you. Oh, my God. I feel like there's way too much subtext that could then be put onto a picture like that that I know you wouldn't actually put on the internet in any form. I wouldn't actually do that. It was just a funny yeah. – It. It was just a funny thing because the thing is, I don't want to say I'm more relatable than people think because it's not my job to decide what other people think of me, but I consider my, I get one more line of this and that's coming. Okay. I consider myself a a self-imposed high maintenance person, meaning if Angela decides, Jay, I want to breakfast with you at 9 a.m. If I want to look good for the breakfast in case a hot guy walks in for his morning coffee, I will get up at 7 a.m to get ready. I will not tell Angela we need to meet later. I will not be late because of my own choices. I will arrange my choices around it. And if Angela happens to oversleep her alarm and not be ready and I look and I'm like prepared, that's not because of me disregarding her initial wish to meet at a certain time. I don't impose this. Just how I will carry my heavy suitcase myself I will plan my appearance for the event fitting to what the plan is. I will not rearrange everything around what I need. That was an end of a sentence. I'm aware it didn't sound like what that was. That was a really long final statement, but. I'm me. Here, here. Go, Jay. There weren't any breaths, (laughs) so it counts as one sentence. Okay. Do you have a response and then we'll move on? Um, yeah, I think of the two of us, Jay is the least high maintenance. I will, I will admit to that. Apparently. My photos don't represent that. Okay, it's not. It's not necessarily. No, no, nothing. no, no. We're we're doing a whole, we're we're doing a whole episode on. This. Okay, all right, fine. I'm just saying. I have a lot of thoughts there, not just for you, for me too, for the world. But mm-hmm. your photos are great. I just think everyone can use more variety, and I will leave it at that. Here, here. Okay, so tell us more about Vegas day clubs, the scene. The ridiculous price drink. I feel like someone told me once they had like a $38 something. Oh, God. I don't know. I've never been to a day club personally. I think day clubs are great. Definitely worth it. I think that there are some things that make it way more comfortable, like a cabana or the lounge chairs. And I know that, yes, those are like can or they can get really expensive and everything. So they're not for everyone. They're not accessible for everyone. I'm sure if everyone was offered a free cabana. Most people would yes. say yes. Yes, they are. They, I, I understand that they are not accessible to everyone. I'm really sorry. I don't have general admission, non-accessible options at the ready. Oh, are they going to say, I'm sorry. I don't have experience doing general admission. I can only tell you what it's <laughs> like from inside of the cabanas. Gosh, no, I think it's more whenever we've gone and we haven't had a cabana, we actually don't end up staying that long or like we just dance the entire time. So we don't have to worry about the fact that we have nowhere to sit or put our things. How hot is the cement? Like, do you need to wear shoes? I would wear shoes. Wear shoes. Oh, broken glass. I feel like I heard the story of someone getting glass in their foot. Oh my gosh. Anytime I've ever gone to a Vegas day club, nightclub, whatever, we've spent most of our time on the dance floor. The only thing I can say is... Tall people, please know where you're moving your body and your space. Like the amount of times I've been elbowed in like the shoulder or like a random hand has like swatted me in the head because six foot five guys are like dancing and just like waving their limbs everywhere. Please stop. I'm tiny. I can't really like no, move no. you. No, no, Sully. That happens everywhere. Don't blame that on day and night clubs. That happens to you everywhere you walk. Okay, it does. It really does. Just general PSA to tall people. Please look out for the short people. We, we're not trying to get in your way. It just... This is why you need to work on your shoulder sitting skills and not shake like a um a chihuahua going through a seizure. Did you say a seizure or a cedar? Seizure. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was some sort of like outward reference. Like a, a, like a cedar chest, a, a cedar doorway. No. I don't know. I was trying to figure it out. So walk us through. I want to go to a day club. Do's and don'ts. Go. Do wear comfortable shoes. Don't wear like five inch platforms. Can you wear like your flip flops into the water? I don't think so. Obviously, like, you don't swim, but, like, no one's swimming. Everyone's just dancing. So can you wear, like, flip-flops? I don't 
Like the Old Navy ones? No, I don't think you like- can take your flip-flops in the water. Mm-hmm. Have a designated person to watch your things or like set up a rotation schedule. Yes. And also people need to be – this is a double statement. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to be clear that the rotation schedule should happen and everyone should also be accountable to keep that rotation schedule moving. Mm-hmm. I haven't personally had that experience in this regard, but I've had it in others where just be – fair exactly also if you decide like hey you don't want to dance anymore you just want to sit like volunteer and like be that person like help out keep the person company who's watching the stuff maybe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know for day clubs i really think it's just all about the little things it's like you're going to have a great time dance laugh drink have fun just like keep it light keep it fun when it's time to go don't be hard to find If you want to leave your group, set up like a designated like checkpoint, time to check in, a place where you're going to meet later so that way nobody has to go tracking you down. Here, here. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, don't be a runner. If you are drunk, don't – I hate runners. Oh yeah, I've I've never had to deal with a runner, but it's it's honestly, it's my biggest fear because as – as the general sober spectator, I usually end up handling everything at the end of the day. And if you're a runner, I'm sorry, I'm going to lose you. I'm not coordinated enough to run after you. I'm not a runner, but I'm small. So hypothetically, if like a crowd was moving, I could get sucked in. Mm -hmm. But I don't run away. That is good. I think, honestly, I think that's everything I have because every day club is also so different. I will say though, okay, Mm -hmm. I said don't get in the water, but like pool floaties are fun. Weigh, Weigh the cost of that. Can you be in the pool floaty as like people are dancing and the DJs are there? Yeah. Hmm. I feel like it would get popped or people would step on you. Well, I mean, it's like generally like the water's kind of like high enough. Like I think on me at most places, it's like it's above my waist. Hmm. And a golden rule I say, day club, frat party, nightclub anywhere, eat a piece of bread. Eat two rice cakes or a few saltines. Going into an empty stomach, rarely are you going to win. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then if you're if you're even smarter – Plan where you're going for food directly after. Okay, Jay, what other thoughts do you have on day drinking? What I think I learned during the pandemic about it in general was just like, I was locked in the house with my mom too many days and I didn't like to drink over Zoom brunches or Zoom calls with my friends. And a lot of people did. No judgment, shame, anything to that. But my whole reasoning was I didn't want to hang out with my friends and then realize they wanted to get off the call and then I'm drunk at home by myself in my room Mm -hmm. because that's weird, which is one of the reasons I think I prefer day drinking is you know it's going to be a longer day or even if it's not a longer day, I can then stack plans Mm -hmm. versus like if you're drinking at night and someone decides they want to leave early and you're kind of drunk, it's like, well, shit, I'm going to go home and then just be drunk at home. And if you can't dance it off, then for me, then I just – don't feel great. That's fair. I know. Me forever, the wet blanket downer. I always think of it from a safety perspective too. I'd much rather drink during the day because there's probably a longer amount of time that I'm going to be with people. So if I do drink, because I don't drink very often, like one drink and I'm up for hours, I just feel better about it because by the time I leave, I'm generally pretty sober, if not fully sober. Because especially sometimes like when we go out, we have generally like We move around to quite a few places. So you never really know where you're going to end up like at the end of the day, night when you're trying to get home. Yeah. Which I think leads us to a very interesting topic right now with like limited access or availability of rideshare right now. And racism. And that, yes. And then there are, I've noticed like a lot of places still have time limits, but they don't actually have drink limits. So I've gone to a couple breweries with friends and they just keep bringing like drink after drink after drink, but they're always constantly reminding you like, you have 90 minutes, you have 45 minutes, you have 20 minutes left. I'm like, okay, well, we're in the middle of nowhere and we drove here. So now you're just kicking us out. Like that doesn't necessarily seem very responsible. Yeah, not ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a thought that I actually had about bottomless brunch as well, because a lot of places require that the entire table purchase bottomless. And then with limited availability of rideshare, maybe you drove are you gonna make your designated driver purchase bottomless and then not drink it have they done that though i mean i haven't personally experienced that but that was just a thought that i had thinking about bottomless brunch earlier today oh no i've always had that thought we've never needed it but i can't see them i just can't see that being legal i understand 
why they make everyone get it. Because if we went to bottomless brunch with 10 friends and I ordered bottomless and I just kept passing it to my left, Mm -hmm. I understand why they do it. But I don't think COVID, not COVID, anytime if someone said they were designated driver, they would force them to get one. Interesting. This may be my next social experiment. Get your license first so you can actually DD. Fair. Have you ever been the DD? No, I could have, but like, no, I haven't been. (laughs) I've always wondered what that experience would be like. Well, thankfully, looking forward in a few months, we're going to have a whole bunch of people who've had experiences being DD on and other things pertaining to Greek life, not just (laughs) on that. We would do a whole episode on that. The experience of designated driver. I think it's a really great PSA because actually now that I'm thinking about it too in terms of like day clubs and nightclubs and Vegas and things like that I know several people who ended up being like the unintentional designated driver walker whatever because somebody wanted to leave early somebody didn't feel well so what's a designated walker? Like a sober sister? Um, kind of. It's like when, I don't know, like say you're in Vegas and you just went to the hotel across the street. You're not Ubering back to your hotel, but you do have to walk them from that hotel down this block back to the room. Mm. Yeah. So I think there there are plenty of situations like that where it's, I've heard from people who are like, yeah, like I was like waiting to get my drink. Like I was going to, I was only going to drink once we got to the club to make sure that we all got there. And then someone pregame too hard, got sick. So then I had to walk them back to the room and then I ended up just staying there. Tell your story about the neon museum and your rideshare situation. Oh, that was terrifying. Um, so recently I also took a trip to Las Vegas. And for those of you who don't know the neon yes, Jay, yes, listeners, I did actually take this trip before I was fully vaccinated. He went on insurrectionist. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So for those of you that don't know, the Neon Museum is a outdoor museum about 10 minutes from the Las Vegas Strip that has a lot of old restored neon signs from the original buildings in Las Vegas. And I went maybe around, it's like 6.30, so I was supposed to go at sunset, but there was a storm, so it ended up almost being like pitch black night out there. Totally, absolutely beautiful experience. I actually wanted to turn it into a reel or IGTV for the podcast, But PSA, they do not allow video in there, only pictures. If you get caught taking video, you will be asked to leave the premises and the tour. So that is very sad. After I'd taken my tour and gotten my pictures and everything, I called upon a rideshare service to get back to the strip in my hotel. Hell, call them out. You called both like multiple times. Okay, all right. I called an Uber and I called a Lyft because both were just taking forever. Took about 30 minutes to get one. I finally got a Lyft. Within five minutes, that ride canceled. I then got back into the queue, just waiting, waiting, waiting. Another 10 minutes go by. Now I have an Uber. So... While I'm waiting for the Uber, all of a sudden, that cancels. And the security guard notices me because I've been standing there for about an hour now. And he lets me know, hey, uh, just so you know, a lot of people have been having issues with rideshare services right now because there aren't as many drivers. He's like, I've seen people wait for hours. Sometimes I've given people rides home after my shift. I was like, oh God, when does your shift end? And that's when he told me, 1.30 in the morning. At this point, I start freaking out because I'm like, how am I supposed to get home? I don't have a car here. Call a taxi service. They're like, oh, it may be an hour. It may be an hour and a half. Maybe less, maybe more. We don't know. We don't have a lot of drivers right now. I finally ended up body blocking somebody's Uber that was getting dropped off at the museum, begging this man to continually swipe and decline other customers until my ride popped up for him to accept. Wait, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> so the so before this, the security guard did let me know that some people were having better luck calling an Uber Black. He's like, it may be 80 to $100, but they're far less likely to cancel on you because they're getting a bigger fare. This ride was accepted and they did not cancel on me, but the driver kept taking all of these wrong turns and passing the museum, circling the museum, all of this stuff. So I was still waiting for a really long time, hence the body blocking of the Uber to get home. And even this guy wanted 10 bucks to just keep swiping and declining rides because he's like, this this hurts my score. And I'm like, I, I totally understand that. It's like, but I, 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 need, I need to get home. 
And luckily, what did you give him? The 10 I bucks? did give him the 10 bucks. He, he was a very nice man. It took him like 12 swipes to get me. But I didn't understand because there was a continual stream of Ubers and Lyfts dropping people off. Like every 10 minutes, there would be one or the other arriving at the museum for people to take their tour. So I don't understand why it was so hard for me to get a car. Because they were queuing, other people were getting queued first. Mm -hmm. Definitely a scary situation. It took about two hours to get back to the strip and then I didn't leave again until it was time to go to the airport. Good decision. Yeah. So, Oof. ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. Yeah, Ubers everywhere have doubled, tripled, quadrupled. It's insane. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, no, I don't love paying extra. But if I knew it's because the drivers were getting more money, I would suck it up. Mm -hmm. But it's not. It's just because there aren't very many drivers and the companies are making more money. Mm -hmm. No, and so I've been told from like multiple drivers that a lot of people are not driving right now because it's better for them to collect unemployment. Like they're making more money and it's it's hard to fault them there. See, and this is why day drinking is just so much more productive because currently we are recording at this at night because Angela decided to go day drinking without me and therefore now we're talking about this stuff and it's making us kind of sad if we were out day <laughs> drinking we could go to the next place or at least i could get my in-between snack i'm a big proponent of getting a snack between brunch and the next meal rather than getting something full like chips and salsa not chips and salsa i can't not do mexican food when i drink that's just like a big no no i had one terrible incident that i will never ever ever have mexican food again after drinking but like getting some like peanuts or some almonds or something like light for my stomach bread something to absorb what i drink at brunch for the rest of the day i'm always a fan of food go food i don't know i'm trying to think do i even have a go-to snack i have cravings i have very definite cravings like today i really wanted chicken strips and fries i will be getting those after we finish recording they don't like nine o'clock my craving has not been satisfied i don't know maybe to wrap this up if this episode gets I'm trying to be ambitious but not too ambitious i'm gonna like ballpark it to be fair for our listener base okay if this episode gets between 50 and 75 downloads within the first week what do you think okay that's like higher than what we normally get so we'll say between 50 and 70 downloads within this first week we will do a Seth Meyers day drinking video for YouTube. What's a Seth Meyers day drinking video? You're kidding me. <laughs> You've never seen Seth Meyers day drink with Rihanna or Kelly Clarkson or the Jonas Brothers? Nope. Oh my God, Grouchy McBoomer. <laughs> okay, well now because you haven't seen it, you now will be publicly going on our Instagram live, not Instagram live, our IGT, no, not IGTV. You are going to watch one of them and on our IG stories tonight, you are going to give your review and tease this episode of the podcast. That will be coming out June 15th, 14th? Um, 14th. You are going to watch one of them or all of them. They are all amazing videos. And then you will be going on our Instagram stories and telling the public to be excited for our June 14th episode. And if we hit our milestone, and you can put a little countdown clock in it for them so they can remember, <laughs> we will recreate one of these videos. Okay. What's your assignment? I need to go to YouTube and look up Seth Meyers Day Drinking. Watch, then go to our stories. I need to watch... I then need to put on some makeup, then I need to go to our stories, and then I need to tease this episode for our listeners and let them know that we need 50 to 75 downloads in the first week, and then we will create one with a countdown clock. Oh, yeah. I got it. I would say screen record some of your favorite bits. Okay. So you can, like, tease those in the Instagram story. Okay. You guys are getting, like, behind-the-scenes things, <laughs> but, like, way after the fact. So is it still behind-the-scenes? <laughs> It's oh my right. god, I can't We're believe we relatable it sooner. Oh my god, Seth Meyers, he day drank with Ina Garden. Like, how did you not see these? You think Grouchy McBoomer spends time on YouTube? Grouchy McBoomer watched Black Jeopardy. Grouchy McBoomer watches like SNL clips that aren't even that funny. Excuse you. The, Br Black the Bruno funny. Mars. I'm referencing to other ones are very funny. Also, he has a residency in Vegas that is now going to open up again. But I think only for a week, which well, is very wasn't sad. so short. I know. We might actually be as tall as Bruno Mars. Since you're into the short ones now, he's all yours. Oh, Lord. You like, you like one short person and you're labeled for life. 
I know. And since everyone's been telling me I should raise my standards for people, we should go up to 6'6". Six, six. Oh, okay. Perfect. I, I would never. I, I can't see. So I don't want to say never, but like. Is Jacob Ellerty now cut? Is he 6'7"? I thought he was 6'5". Okay. You he, having a conspiracy he's, that he's 6'7 and him saying he's 6'7 are two separate issues. Yes. All of which will be covered in our kissing booth episode in depth. Very great detail to come. But if he insists on calling himself 6'5", I guess I will honor 6'5 when we talk about him factually. However, in terms of the conspiracy, you cannot convince me that he is not 6'7". I mean, you saw him come head to head with Taylor and Taylor's 5'11". He was not like nine inches taller than him, seven, but still. The photo was edited. And Joey is much shorter than Kaya Gerber. Yes, Joey is our height. Joey's taller than us, but good try. Wait, even on our best day? Yes, I told – this was in another episode. I tell you, she's 5'4 or 5'5. Five five. This is not news. Unlike Bruno Mars, this is not news. <laughs> Joey. I definitely thought she was like 5'3, five 5'4. Five I didn't no, know – we. Five, I didn't know she stretched five as four, tall five as 5'5. Five five. I believe so. Or – Alexa, how tall is Joey King? Joey King is five feet four inches tall. 5'4". Okay. She and Sabrina Carpenter did a TikTok. I haven't watched it yet, though. It's like 10 seconds long. Her TikTok? Like all TikToks. Well, yeah, I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Oh, also, Grouchy McMean, we're High School Musical, the musical, the series is back now. Oh, so I have to catch up? No, you didn't watch to begin with. It's fine. I have a new, I have a different friend for that show. I'm just telling you, because it's back now and Olivia Rodrigo has a new song, you will be seeing a lot of it. Got it. Yeah, no, I like her new song. It's not Deja Vu? No, sweetie, that one came out a month ago. I drove to it in Malibu because they talked about Malibu in the song. Ah, very nice. Thank you. No, this is good for you. It came out three days ago, four days ago, much longer. But I mean, spoiler alert. I'm sure all of you boomers listening to this podcast either know this already because you're not boomers or if you are boomers probably don't even know who all the, all the drama with Olivia Rodrigo. So let me just fill y'all in on a quick point. In the music video, she is wearing a cheer uniform. Cheer uniform is a resemblance of the Princess Diaries, the one that Lana, Mandy Moore's character, wore. Angela, do you remember what the name of her character boyfriend was? Josh. Yes. As in people think it's a reference to Joshua Bassett, the co-star from High School Musical, the series, who all of her other songs that are out are written about. Oh, getting deep. Mm-hmm. This is very intriguing. I wonder if this is going to go the way of the whole, like, Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber thing, where everyone thinks every song that they write ever is still about each other. Not every song. But, like, a lot of them. I've, se- I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot of videos him. where people try to connect it. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, okay. But really quick, just to like, I don't know, we'll we'll maybe consider this our closeout, but I was just informed of this today and I feel like it kind of fits in with how many times we've had to say boomer. Do you know what chuggy means? <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. I was like, no, I'll save that for another thing. Yes, of course I know what chuggy means. Oh my God. Of course I know what it means. Oh my God. You. Uh, me? Yeah. Ex- excuse you. <laughs> You're... <laughs> I, I will cop to having some chuggy like qualities, but so do you. Oh, really? Just just some silence there? I'm laughing at you. Oh, okay. I see how it is. But it's the silent laugh. Okay. Well, just so you know, Disney has been labeled chuggy. Grey's Anatomy yes. has been labeled chuggy. Gilmore Girls is chuggy yes. too, yes. Tory Burch flats are chuggy. Okay. There was something else that I saw that personally victimized you that I was going to mention, but I forgot. Oh, I say. The Tory Burch flats was the one I remember, though. I was like... Okay, I just found this out today, so I don't have a lot of ammunition, but it's not just me. Well, for those of who don't know as well, Boomer, would you like to explain to everyone else what Chugi means? I'd actually like to hear the story of how you learned what it means. Okay, I don't, I don't actually fully understand what it means. All I've seen are the videos in which things are labeled Chugi. I know the origins. Apparently, it started in 2013 by some girl named Melissa or Risa or something with an Issa at the end. And then TikTok got a hold of it. Now it's going viral. Hillary Duff made a video of herself asking if she was chuggy. Um, yes. That's all I know. Uh, apparently, flat ironing your hair is also chuggy. <laughs> I think it's kind of strange, but okay. 
Um, yeah. So while we were in the car today, my friend brought it up and she asked, she's like, oh, do you know what shoogie means? And so she had me Urban Dictionary it. I didn't understand because apparently the most recent entry that I was looking at was talking about how the different letters of chugi then symbolize something about being loyal to your man. She's like, no, that's not right. She's like, just look it up on TikTok, watch a video. So that's where I came into this. And it was a bunch of British people explaining chugi and American lifestyle. So I still didn't really get it. So I just had to keep swiping. And that's that's where I am right now. Okay. Oh, and so, there's something about like girl boss energy and Etsy stores. Oh, big girl boss energy. And Chevron prints. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Basically, channel recruitment 2013. Think of dominantly white culture from 2010 to 2013. And where those people would be now is Chugi. So Chevron, PSLs, Pinterest, mug cakes. Think of all of those kind of things that like the teachers in our lives would do now. No hate to teachers. We love teachers. But that kind of energy is what Chugi is. Oh. Yes. So the reason I wasn't going to go into this with you because a lot of people were saying that one, no one's really heard Gen Z call millennials chuggy it's only millennials saying that gen z's are similarly with the side part and the jean and the straight leg jeans people are saying oh gen z but it's actually millennials within millennials calling her that the other thing with chuggy it's typically basic white women culture and it's infighting and then there were a lot of women of color responding saying it's like why are we making fun of white women for letting them have their own culture when they're not appropriating our culture In addition, why are white women making fun of other white women and deeming something as chuggy? Because as soon as some group decides something is okay, another group has to demonize and put them down and in-group and out-group it. Oh, interesting. Can really be its whole other episode or a whole thing. But yes, I do know what chuggy is. I think some of them are funny. I understand that I have some of these traits. The thing is... I can laugh about it. And like, I thought you would take more personal offense. Oh, Oh, no, I thought it was really funny because as like I was scrolling through these videos, I was like, oh, I have that. I had that at one point. I did that at one point and I was laughing. And so we were FaceTiming some other people. And no, the only time that I took it as offense, they were like, oh, yeah, you definitely are. And I was like, excuse you. I think all of us have participated in this at some point. So thank you. We are all chuggy. Moving on. Yeah, but like you're really chuggy. I no, I'm not. I would say yes. Well, here, here was a so, moment. I'm a I basic really white woman. Yes, I, ha- I have been called that before. Weirdly enough. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Okay, wait. To end, this was something I was really proud of. So I was watching Station 19. I mean, yes, we can all be a little embarrassed for me, but I was really proud of my zillennial really shining through. So it was an episode where people were dressing up for Halloween and one of the firefighters goes to save this man he sees beating his wife in in a window. So it's two gay firefighters and one's in like a black sequin dress and one's in a pink dress with a white cardigan and her hair is Mm -hmm. up. So, and this was from years ago, like many years ago. And they were dressed up as characters from Rocky Horror Picture mm-hmm. Show. But when I saw the girl in the pink she threw a card, I'm like, oh, it's like Eleven from Stranger Things. <laughs> and so I was really proud. My point of reference was the younger point of reference. Good job. Even though after I was like, wait, I was like, oh, no, I, I have. I've seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show like clips I haven't watched all mm-hmm. the way through. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's like Eleven from Stranger Things. I'm like, I don't know the sequiny girl. I'm like, is he Tina Turner or something? They're gay. <laughs> Not that you have to be gay to be Tina Turner, but like I thought maybe, because I've seen a lot of gay people dressed up as Tina Turner. Dress up whoever you want. It's Halloween. But I just was really proud of myself for going with the younger reference. Good job. Thank you. Frankly, I would just even call it the nerdy reference, but good job. You don't think? I think Rocky Horror Picture Show would be nerdy. I think they both are. Yeah. I know, but the point is I went with the one that the kids would know. Ah, got it. All right, you ready for me to close this out? Okay, here. The Today Show. Just a quick, we'll we'll end on this. Ten ways to know if you fit the description of Chewy. (laughs) Cheesy hashtags and captions. Yes. 20 fun. I'm feeling 22. Thank you next. Life's a beat. Wine time. Okay, Rosé. Views. Like we're actively using these or we have used these? You have, I'm assuming you have... And you do. So you have Disney you. And we were in a adult. sorority. We we hashtagged everything. Life's a beach. Yes, and I have returned to Instagram. Not saying that. You love Disney and you're adult. Jean jackets. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to stop wearing jean jackets. Fuck that. The Garden State soundtrack. 
Who even is that? I have no idea. Dunder Mifflin merch. Sorry, big. Axe body spray. Ew. Millennials are saying like, did you hear this new term, Gen Z? It's like, I've never heard this come out of any Gen Z's mouth, this term chuggy. And I really am sure it's someone somewhere trying to be a popular girl who is not a popular girl and is trying, or it was and trying to hold on to relevancy. Because the only people I've heard talking about this are people around our age and a little older who are like, have you heard this new term the kids are using? And I've literally never heard anyone young actually use this term. Having IBS is chooky. Uh. <laughs> we get it. You shit every 10 minutes and probably shouldn't eat cheese, but still do anyway. Stop talking about it. <laughs> okay. Valentine's I- Day mm. is apparently chooky. All right. I feel personally attacked by the IBS one also. Harry Potter tattoos. Okay. We are totally doing an episode on invisible illnesses now because like fuck that one the musical wicked being conventionally hot santa caught like th- th- yeah this is stupid pop socket the state of virginia i wonder if this is the word my big was trying to describe to me on our trip because <laughs> she, she was say? trying to ask if i'd heard of some new word but she couldn't remember what it was Prom- graduating college in 2015 if you had some sort of hotline bling pong on your grad cap i'm talking to you <gasps> oh my god gender reveal parties naming your your dildo Alrighty then oh chris pratt <laughs> no the month of october <laughs> okay oh sorry guys named matt sorry y'all oh man if anything now i'm just offended by the idea that there has been like this made up thing within chugi and it really is just infighting like that's so lame like yeah. why start drama also if you're coming for ibs do you get a disabled placard no Ugh, no use of me Sorry. And on that note, thank you for listening to this episode of In Omnia Paratus. Join us next week. Grab your coffee bowl and don't forget to rate, download, and follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, where you lead will follow. So head on over to at In Omnia Pod on Instagram and let us know what you want to hear about in the comments. Bye. Live, laugh, love everyone.